So oh, yeah. this voice that you're not used to hearing is our, our good friend James <laughs> Reedy. We just had a great conversation about the different iterations of James. <laughs> He's, yeah. He taught me some history, a rock and roll lesson on uh, James, Jimmy, Jimbo, Jim. Just, uh, we, we have a, a early shot in life to decide on who we want to be named James. I mean, it's like you can be James, like the... the Semi-serious guy, Jim, yeah. the business owner, yeah. um, Jimbo, your fun like uncle or like you said, baseball coach. Uh, yeah, so the old ball coach, <laughs> Jimbo. Um, it's just it's so many of them. It's it's crazy. So, but you chose James. So James. are you kind of a serious like, kind no, of guy? No, it's like there was a point. I mean, I went from being called Jimmy most of like my elementary school yeah. into high school, and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And then I started like working and then it felt weird having my coworkers call me Jimmy. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make an era thing right now. It's like, <laughs> if I go by James. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally to me. Yeah. It's like somebody calls me Jimmy or you Jim think people, Jam. Well, especially in a work environment, like people innately will take you more seriously if you're, Stop. if you don't have a MMMMY on the yeah. end of your name, like on my name text is James. So like, oh, yeah. what's up, James? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like, I know when I've known somebody for an, an extremely long period of time yeah. when they call me Jimmy or when they call me Jim Jam or well I'm you know. I'm hoping to get to the point that the Jimmy <laughs> point then but I you know it's similar with my name because when I when I uh, grew up it was always Stu and then it became Stewie after a while especially when Family Guy came out that's oh, when yeah, Stewie yeah. like exploded on me yeah. and it, it was Stuart Little a lot I don't know if you were around during that that's I- ironic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, tall. Uh, yeah, I was like the tall one of the taller kids in school, and they're like, oh, it's funny because you weren't little. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then uh, when I moved to Santa Barbara, it's like, a, I guess it's like a SoCal thing. Everyone's like, hey, Stu, what's up, man? <laughs> so then I was Stu for like eight years in Santa Barbara, and then I, I just prefer Stewart, I guess, because for the same reason that that okay. you know you prefer James, it, no. you feel like people just maybe take you a little bit more seriously. Yeah, and it's, it, and it's nice to have that like you know that in, that first response. It's like. All right, he's serious. Oh, actually, he's actually pretty chill and fun. Yeah, you know, it's so. exactly. It's like, I I'm pretty ridiculous, not landish as a person. Anyways, I don't need like my name to say that for me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we as a musician, you kind of have to be like a yeah. little bit outlandish and ridiculous. You can't be like a you can't be like a you know a, a, you know a Wall Street guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, nobody will notice you. No one's gonna no one's gonna listen to that music. Yeah, you know? I mean, unless you're the national. Yeah, that dude no. walks out in a suit and he's just like, "Damn, what's oh yeah." Up? Or the hives. I don't oh, know yeah. if you're you're a fan of them. Mm-hmm. They're huge. But uh, yeah, James Reedy of uh, Morning Mountains. Yes. So tell yes. me a little bit about you know your project and and what you've been working on recently. Um. Oh man. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, a lot a to lot. unpack here. Um. So, um. Some people may know that we were a four piece up until. Uh, I guess the end of last year, um, things got convoluted. Um, we all kind of put a big pause on it, kind of decided to part ways and moved forward. Um, I started doing some solo shows myself, um, as, and you played a solo show with us. I, I, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like one of your first solo shows. Cause I remember when we met you and I, Yeah. we were, just moving into that studio that you mm-hmm. guys had literally just moved out of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you got you. We kind of started up again right, yeah. as Radio Keys, right when I think Morning Mountains as the four piece kind of like t- came to the end. Yep. So then you started playing solo, and uh, which it, is what Morning Mountains started as. Yeah. Um, I was doing early 2013 through 2012. Yeah. I um, was doing solo shows. Some of those songs from Where Lovers Go to Die. Some of the songs, um, eh, none of the other songs, but yeah, those were songs that I was playing um, live by myself. Um, and then we brought it into fruition so, with you know, that's super similar to radio keys. It's kind of yeah. weird, but have you, um, so have you always played solo with an electric guitar? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting twist, but I like it a lot. Thank um, you. especially with that, you know, full, you don't have the arch top quite, but you have like the, the semi hollow hollow. Yeah. The ESC 35. Yeah. The Lucille, if you will, from the beautiful, man. I love that guitar, dude. I, I fantasized over that guitar from the time I was like 16. And then finally, when I was like 21, 22, I had the means to find yeah. it. Problem is, is it's a one-year guitar with that coloring. Really? Um, and yeah, what color is it again? It's ebonized. Okay. So it's it's just stained black. Nice. And it's flat on all nice. the sides. And on the face, it's got a, a, a light gloss. Okay. So um, it's, it's kind of matte almost is what you're saying? Oh, like the, on the... On the sides, on and the, the back. sides. Okay. The back's buffed out now at this point in time to a nice shine. Of but. course, it has to be. <laughs> like with the way that you're just. <laughs> I mean, you freaking go for it too. You're one of those performers who it's not like you're not gonna not like notice you on stage. <laughs> I demand attention. Yeah. And that, and honestly, that started out as, um, I went from playing like this like thrash metal stuff mm-hmm. that didn't really have like a whole lot of deeper meaning to it for me. Yeah. Um, it was very political and it was, it was fun. I was yelling and playing guitar. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of like got into brand new and death cab and like, yeah. and I owe a lot of like early crushes in my life for showing me that type of music. Yeah. Um, and I started to get more in touch with my emotions as I got older, a lot of like isolation in my like personal life. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's tough for, for, especially growing up, I think more when we were growing up, it's, it's tough for men to like really be able to show their feelings. And I've always been like kind of an emotional, emotional guy. My like mom always, you know, tells me, she's like, you really helped me tap into my emotions. I'm like, thanks mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, like, for real, my high school art teacher was like, Jimmy, you're like a, like 40, 60. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, like 40 feminine 60 masculine so that that was like so not pc uh, like in 2019 and, and, yeah and like as a <laughs> as like a a high school kid that comes from a very conservative um it's not okay kind of family yeah it was really like uh what do you mean yeah and from there i just i just I, at this point in time just went Egyptians, for it Egyptians were like 50-50. That was their goal. Yeah. So like almost yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing great. Fuck. But you mean the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, ancient I used Egyptians. to be so neck deep into ancient Egypt. I have like these books about it. I love that stuff, man. <laughs> like uh, I remember going to um, the Met in New York. Yeah. And they have the whole Book of the Dead just page oh, by page man. by page just laid out. It takes up an entire room, an entire hallway. That's awesome. It's freaking super awesome. That's heck it's like right cool. there with like, I don't think they have actual mummies that I remember seeing, but they have like any almost anything else you can think of. They have like a temple that was about to be flooded and they like took it brick by brick and like rebuilt it in the Met. It's oh just like gosh. insane, man. I I don't know. Have you ever been to New York before? I haven't. Yeah, that's, I, that's something the, to check out. Yeah, bucket yeah. list. Yeah, oh, it's some of the best hardcores from New York. Yeah, uh, like love hardcore. So Morning Mountains, four piece evaporated. Yeah, one piece. 
back to the back. electric guitar. Yep. And um, and then me and Carrie, you know, we've we've been friends. We've played in a couple bands together. We've been and Carrie's the drummer. Yeah, now. Carrie's the drummer. Um, we've been playing together for like. I don't know, since 2010. So he on. was the one of the original. He was the original. He was drummer. the original drummer yeah. of Morning Mountains, of and Morning you guys Mountains. decided to reconvene. And one of our old bands, uh, Tight Anchor Tight, that we were in together. Um, kind of more like pop punk. It's on SoundCloud. Yeah. It's like the only place you can find it. <laughs> uh, uh, MySpace deleted those songs. All right. <laughs> uh, man, we, we had a MySpace back in the day. I've been trying to find MySpace because we have recordings on there that I, w- I think we lost for a long, long time. And we like have no way of finding them, and I think Justin Timberlake just wiped that shit or something. I had three projects <laughs> on MySpace: uh, Body Pillows, um, Tithing Her Tight, and James Reedy. And it was like songs I'll never get back. Yeah. Songs that might be on a tower I have in my closet. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why you keep it in your closet, yeah. right? Because you're yeah. like, maybe yeah. I actually had that same experience because I had like a dead laptop from from college. Uh-huh. Like it was dead in my closet for <laughs> maybe seven years, and then my brother finally was able to like take all the tracks off of it, listen to the recordings. Not that good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, damn, no. dude. I thought they were really dope. Like they were great back yeah, when you were dead. Yeah, no, I started with Audacity great. and a rock band mic. Yeah, I mean, the, the from the video games? Yeah. Oh, my like, God. I used to play the shit USB. out of that game. Yeah. I didn't have an interface. Man. That, <laughs> dude, that's, that's, a fun, that's a funny story. I mean, a fun story. Yeah. Like, I, like, didn't have a, um, I didn't have a mic stand, so I just, like, literally, like, taped it to something, mm-hmm. like a, a broom and hung it over an amp or something. It was silly. It was yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I kind of like that, though. That's, I mean... How else are you going to, you know, really cut your teeth in yeah. recording? I mean, you're not going to start with like a Pro Tools rig no, and like, no. you're going to start with, you know, I, I mean, I started even shittier, shittier than that. Like I didn't, I didn't have an actual, you know, sound, like rock band uh, yeah. mic. I didn't have anything like that. I had a, just a tape recorder. Oh, totally. Like one of those big brick ones uh-huh. I, and you dude, just put it down and you're, and yep. then you, you know, have yeah. your band practice into it and it just sounds like pure shit, but I, I think I still have those <laughs> tapes. I think I still have those tapes. Like That's awesome. Yeah, those bands are bad. You know, Daniel Johnston, he did that. Oh, yeah. Daniel, I actually... And there's like 250 oh, tapes that he's made that were... He didn't know that you could duplicate tapes when he started doing it. So there's 250 some odd tapes out there that are personal recordings. Every single one of them is different. Are you are you a fan of his? Of course. Generally? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I've a uh, I I just know him from M Ward. M Ward uh, covered his song I think uh, to go home or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was a different um, one. That's the worst thing about podcasting. We'll find you. In <laughs> yeah, the yeah, end. yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out just who's your friend. It's the messages of Daniel Johnson are so pure and innocent. Yeah, he was such like a pure. He still is such like a pure innocent soul. Like, yeah. He just spoke from the bottom of his heart, and he did not have any real. I mean, I I hate to say this out loud, and I feel really bad. Daniel Johnson is a very talented and beautiful, skilled, wonderful human being. Not much of an instrumentalist. Yeah. Um. He stayed in time. He, like, and he did whatever. He's not a great singer, but it was the pure message that is what he wrote on. And he didn't get big until like Kurt Cobain rocked his shirt. Yeah. Um, he did like the whole MTV, like jump in front of the live camera and yeah. played one of his songs. Yeah. Um, and, and he blew up a little bit and he got signed to a label and that lasted like for a second. 
Yeah. And then he dropped until like 2006 and people have like rediscovered him. And like yeah. people, like I think he's making a documentary or he made a documentary or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think my sister would be better equipped to talk to you about this because yeah. she, I think she's way into that uh, sort of story about him. And I think she's more versed in it. I know that she kind of discovered him through M Ward who covered some of his music and we're a huge M Ward fan. So it's just like, it's natural after that. I'm gonna say this out loud. I don't know if I've listened to M Ward. Well, I'll show you after yeah. the after the podcast. He's sick. He's sick. incredible. Yeah, he's um another you know heartfelt songwriter. He's a little bit Tell better it. of an instrumentalist. He yeah. has uh he has he he's the reason why I got you know the arch top with the Bigsby because oh, yeah. he has like these really dreamy like you know. Uh, these choral passages where he's just like, you know, playing these passing chords throughout, you know, mm-hmm. the main chord progressions. And it just sounds so, so incredible. And I was yeah. like, dude, I need that, that dreamy Bigsby sound. Mm-hmm. So then I started trying to find a guitar with one of those and eventually I settled on one. Which, which one did you get? You got the D'Angelico? Yeah. 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 The D'Angelico. Those are great guitars. It's, it sounds mm. great to me. I, I always get compliments on the way it looks for it's sure. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely it. gorgeous you. guitar. Yeah, most definitely. I'm a big fan. Um, so let's continue back to your yeah, story. Sorry. So side you, um, no, it's <laughs> fine to be sidetracked. I'm trying to be like the good host. It's like, wait, let's what keep talking, we about talking about you. About? We're talking about everything but you right now. I know, like as an artist, you're like, no, we'll talk no, about I, everyone I but me. Yeah, I don't care. But um, so now you, you're with Carrie, uh, yeah, the drummer. Me and Carrie, um, we are now a two piece, and it's been a lot of fun. And we've got a lot of really positive reaction out of it, which surprised me. Um, I figured we were going to get like a lot of like, oh, well, what, where's the other guys? Yeah. And like a lot of disappointment. And and to some degree, like, I'm sure there are people that are. There's, yeah. I'm sure there's people that are like, but what happened? Um, They're and, all bass players. All of them. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone who would say that. Yeah, honestly, Josh yeah. from, uh, from Overland, he's like, you guys sound great. You need a bass player. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And I went out and yeah, take bought. it with a grain of salt. You know, now, just take that with a grain of salt. I bought a bass amp. I bought a 215 and I'm splitting my signal. And <laughs> it, hey, I think that's we were just talking about it before the podcast. I was like, I think that's so fun. Like, Dude. I used to be able to crank my bass up and now Tommy kind of cut me out. Oh, you yeah. know, it's fine. It's fine to not have bass tone in your guitar when you are making way from like a badass mm-hmm. bass player like Tommy. Tommy's you know, great. you just have to you just have to get out of his way. Like mm-hmm. you can't step on like, why would I want to turn up my bass frequencies when he's around? But I'm not bleeding over you, man. Like, yeah, it's cool. like isolate (laughs) it's cool and it's great because then i get to play so much less because tom fills up so much space and he and elante just sync really well so it's like i just get to kind of be more of the lead guitarist that i grew up being and then i kind of stripped that away when i played two-piece acoustic with emily for like Mm -hmm. five years you know well tom how long has he been playing with elante so elante it's actually big uh, cause for celebration for us because it is coming up on the five year anniversary of the first time Alante played a show with us oh, and wow. he's never left. Like we've had band members come and go since oh, then totally. and he's been the consistent technically I think. All right. Tom might have it out for me if I say this <laughs> technically, I think he might be the second longest tenured after me and Emily. So like oh, we're wow. Emily and I are, Technically, if you really want to get into it, I started Radio Keys as a solo project, and then Emily and I played together. Mm -hmm. But I always consider Radio Keys as when Emily and I got together to Mm -hmm. write songs. And um, Alante, 
joined us five years ago, and Tom was not our bass player then. Tom had played bass with us before, but he we had we had this joke because we fired Tom like twice, but it wasn't really firing. It was just like he was in a ton of bands, and yeah. we were like, you know, a bassist that good is busy. So we wanted to find someone who wasn't as busy. It wasn't that we didn't like Tom. It was no. just that, or that we didn't like his playing. It was just I, you know, honestly, I like I, I've I've considered like hey yo tom hey uh c- can you learn some songs for me real yeah. quick buddy and he would i know he's such a nice guy he would I, and, but i don't that's the thing is when i recognize somebody's that nice i yeah. try not to stretch it yeah it's like i know tom's like i have a lot of respect and a lot of love for tom yeah. enough to not put him in, in a position to where like he would have to say totally. no to something that you guys are doing exactly just, you guys are doing a wonderful job we're trying i mean so alante basically alante has been Five years in the band now. So five years. So five year anniversary coming up, I think, at the end of the month. Dope. So we're going to have like a little party probably yeah. for Alante. That's cool. We're I'd stoked like that. to have them. Yeah. I mean, you have to celebrate the little things, right? Like yeah. little things like five years together. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. You, you can totally get lost in that. I need to do that. Yeah. I need to do that. Good idea. Thanks, man. <laughs> That's a really wonderful idea. It's a way to make somebody feel appreciated. Man, I, I, we were talking about you, then I just started talking about me. I was like, oh, Mm-mm. me, me. So you guys... I totally oh, like, pushed what it. I was trying I to wanted say, to the whole thing you. I was trying to say is <laughs> when you have the ability to throw that low-end bass in your, in your guitar sound, it's yeah. so much fun. And I use... Um, right now, I'm just using the pitchfork um, through both signals, um, which is like... A, I'm using the pitchfork at an octave... Negative one. Um, it's just one. one so you down. have an octave lower in addition to your main signal. Um, no, it's it's completely wet signal. Okay. At the point where it splits amps, it's still wet both sides. Okay. Um, at Mountain Vibe, um, I had into the uh, GK amp. Yeah. Um, it was both the same signal into both amps, but the GK when it came through the DI mm-hmm. on Matt Meyer's side from uh, uh, Cloud Productions. What, yeah. What's his name? It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be rough for me to remember that. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's called Cloud. Um, yeah. But they're phenomenal production the sound, company. The sound company oh at Mountain Vibe. Yeah. Yeah, they were killer. It's Cloud. Or I, have I wish we could give them a proper shout out. Uh, Matt Myers and yeah. Josh and Chris. Those are my... Dude, I fucked... I freaking love those guys. Dude, you can swear on this. Oh, can, we have a little E next to us in Spotify. It's, it's <laughs> Sorry. On, you should hear my sister on this thing, man. I she, totally like have done... This is my first podcast. I've done more radio stations. Yeah. And you totally have to watch your potty mouth. No, we, we're a bunch of potty mouths. Wonderful. Like, I say some bad words. I try to keep it like... I've like listened to it and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't say it as much as I do, but like, yeah. I don't want you to censor yourself. You okay, know? I don't cool. want anyone to censor themselves. I just okay. want us to be ourselves. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but... But you were saying your your signal. So so the when DI it, yeah. came through to his board. He um, I always get confused on this. Um, I think he did a low pass filter. So he isolated it to like 600 hertz, mm-hmm. and then so the only thing coming through the actual PA from the bass amp and from the speakers or was a bass signal was 600 hertz and less. Nice. And yeah, I like to think of low pass and high pass. Low pass means you allow the low to pass. Yeah. yeah. And high pass you allow the, the high, high to pass. pass. It's, and it's easy to I like just think of some Gandalf shit. Pass like, up the highs. Yeah. Like that's the way I think of it. Yeah. When I first thought of it. And so I always think it's reversed. 
Yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> no, you're know, right. You're easily, right. I could easily be wrong. I'm pretty. And then sure I'll have right. people just fucking like texting me, like <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, like whatever. That's the great thing about the internet community is uh, nobody's afraid to say anything. No. So they like blast you. you no. Say one wrong thing. No, I mean, hell, <laughs> dude. Especially because we, I try to avoid having my uh, my laptop in front of me when we're doing this. Yeah, which is. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it, you know, kind of takes away from it when you have that kind of distraction because it's always a distraction. Like it's some kind of screen. And one thing that I really love about podcasts and I've talked to Emily about it is when do you have the opportunity to just sit down and really talk to someone without that kind of interruption? Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of cathartic in a way to, to sit there with someone and just have the two of you, you just have a drink and you just freaking bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. I, and I totally like um, when I'm spending time with loved ones or um, with people that I have a connection with. Generally, I'll try to leave my phone in the car yeah. if I know that there's nothing important. It's yeah. it's kind of hard because I do. Um, I have a job that does have ERs, mm-hmm. and like I'll have to like bail. I have yeah. four hour notice, but like yeah. it does happen. So it's kind of difficult. To yeah, man. I'm just teaching guitar, so it's really low stress. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. It's like I make enough money to pay rent and like keep my overhead. You need but, a new student, <laughs> dude. I would I would of course teach you like anything dude, you want to know. I totally like. I don't want to pretend to be you. like. I don't want to pretend to be like that guy who's like, oh yeah, I'm fucking teaching you how to play. Like, but if you anything you want to know, dude. Anything I, uh, you want to know. I took lessons for like the. F- first four years I was playing and I probably, I wish that I didn't, but at the same time it, it what is it about it that makes you wish you didn't? Um, mainly the, the fact that I feel like it was a waste of money, but the thing that it was, the thing that made it worth it was that it kept my discipline Mm -hmm. in order because I knew my father, like at 11 years old, my father was paying for my guitar lessons and that like created some sort of weird, like, guilt that created discipline but that guilt is what creates a discipline like i've had so much guilt my entire life for shit to accomplish shit like i have to you know go to this choir performance on time or i have to go to this choir rehearsal i can't ditch it to hang with my friends because yeah whatever that guilt is like turns into discipline (laughs) i I always joke with my girlfriend i I call it that christian guilt not that i grew up (laughs) christian but you know like it's it's very similar to the like catholic guilt Mm -hmm. i think you know or people like feel like horrible about doing something because when they were little kids, you know, it's like, yeah. they're like, you know, in church and they're like, you can't do that. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a very similar thing. Not that I'm saying it's church that's doing it, but for you, it was your dad. And like knowing and, that he was paying $20 a week for me to be there for 30 minutes with this guy Yeah, who like, I know still to this day, he has no respect for me because of how much I just kind of like didn't practice yeah. as a child. Um, and that's, that's fine. It's yeah. whatever. But I like still go to that shop and buy strings. And you see him. Like every once in a while, yeah. And he like totally just disregards. um, That's bullshit, dude. The luthier at that shop, the Dan Warden, my my homie, like my good friend. And I met him, same thing as like I, as we were talking about Mitch earlier. um, I grew up like watching him play and give me kisses and like all these great bands. Um, He's in a band called Electric Vibe now. Um, And just like, thought he was the coolest guitar player ever. Like, and so I go in there to buy strings because I like seeing Dan Ward. Yeah. I'm not going to let my... And you like to help out like someone who's not Guitar Center. Fuck, I just bought strings yeah. at Guitar Center yesterday. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. 
Dan, he hooks me up with a friends and family discount. It's better. I get a better deal going oh, to him. Damn, I need to hit up Dan. Dan, hey, Dan Ward, hook me up. He's my boy. I've known him for so long. He's in so many bands that influenced me personally. Yeah. So he, you're so you played a little bit. You're saying you like didn't practice, but then I, eventually, obviously, you did practice because you're a great guitar old. player. I appreciate that. I, I disagree. No. I disagree. I, th- I think you're a great guitar player. I mean, it takes. <laughs> You can't just sit up there and bullshit when you're like, when it's just you and a drummer. Like, you are literally. Reverb, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sloppy as hell. Hey, a little reverb goes a long way. (laughs) I pull the whole like Keith Richards, Jimmy Page card. Like, it's just rock and roll. It doesn't matter if you have the right note. (laughs) Dude, I I actually prescribed to that big time because like. (laughs) When I was going to music school, um, well, not music school, I got my degree in music. It wasn't a music school like Berkeley or some shit, but yeah. I like didn't want to play guitar because I didn't want I didn't want to play guitar for them because I didn't want to have like this weird jazziness to my. I always wanted my guitar to be organic for me, so whatever I discovered on my own is what I discovered. Oh. I didn't want to have people be like, "Hey, this is how you how you should transition these chords from one to another." Oh, I feel that. I wanted to be like I don't. I just want to be my own organic self. I don't want to know what is the proper way to transition, you know, these five chords between each other. Anyway, it's just kind of, I wanted to have an unsullied, like all Stuart way of playing guitar. Organic. Yeah, exactly. Organic untaught. And I understand that. So I played the double bass in college. That's dope. Yeah. I want to get another one, but they're like freaking $1,200 to 3000 to a million. And when you're playing, uh, yes, guys, the limit. Um, yeah. And when you're playing for a band, like all of your money goes invested. In yeah, that year. of course. I'm thinking about trying to get one on layaway. If I can pay like a hundred bucks a month for one for like two years, do, do the ZZ, that'd the, be the great. Zounds? Oh, is that a thing? Zounds. Um, they do like the 36 month financing thing. Oh shit. I'll as well that. as like, there's a bunch of companies that do it. Zounds is the best. Cause I think I could get gigs for that. And if I could get gigs playing upright bass, Game like money. I would, it would pay for itself, yep. you know? Cause I'm already teaching lessons. I'm teaching, I'm teaching two students currently up double bass. How much do you charge for lessons? I mean, I charge for, so I work for studios, so they charge a different rate. So they charge probably, I think around like, I think it's $40 for a half hour, which is a lot. That is a lot. But so, I mean, and when the time is worth it, it's worth it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, who knows really? Right. I mean, there's a lot of kids who for sure it's not worth it because they don't care. And it's a bummer as a teacher because you feel like you're responsible for them to care. And you're like, maybe I'm just not showing them the right stuff. Like, so I'll show them Led Zeppelin. I'll show them Hendrix. I'll show them. Yeah. Trying to get inspired. I'm trying, you know, but it's like, if they just don't care, they just don't care. And that's like, um, what's his name? Uh, famous bass player. Um, oh, he's so good. Uh, from what, what era? Uh, Ah, he's, He's still relevant. Um, Ooh, <clears throat> a flea? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. A personal, personal uh, opinion. Nice. Uh, don't like. I personally don't like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know how punk rock they are. I know how cool they are. Yeah. I I appreciate and I respect the hell out of it. Do you think it. they're just a little but played I, out or? I just. <laughs> you go from this beautiful like song that has this beautiful intro to like this ridiculous over the top funk thing, and that's yeah. cool, man. Like yeah. I a huge amount of respect for it. Wouldn't have gone there personally. Are you not? Are you not a big funk fan? I do love funk. Yeah, it's like bad, bad, not good. Oh, they're yeah. more jazz, but like um, Wolfgang, they're great. Like, yeah, I love funk. I love all kinds of music, but Red Chili Peppers just rubs me in a weird way sometimes. I just had a friend growing up who played them literally only them, 
anytime we ever hung out with him <laughs> for like four or five years. And so then it was I, burnt. It was just burnt out. It's like, and I couldn't associate them with anything but this dude. Oh. And it's not that I thought he was a bad dude or anything, but it was just like, he got to a point where you're just like, yeah, okay, well. And I, uh, dude, any Red Hot Chili Pepper fans who are listening, it's I'm not sorry. that we think they suck no, or that. Great. Yeah, they're We're amazing. No man. one's saying that. It's just like for us personally. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. It's not no. your cup of tea. I mean, you have a very. I mean, you have a, a taste that everyone has a taste. Yeah. It's like if I like freaking, you know, Jim Beam and you think it tastes like shit, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, well, fuck you, dude. Get out of my <laughs> yeah, house. No. Like, it's honestly, I, yeah. I have respect and appreciation and love for all music. Yeah. But at the same time, I have a certain media that I enjoy more than others. Yeah. Like everybody has personal favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that anybody who plays music is playing bad music. Yeah. Because it's like... How do you tell somebody who's speaking they speak poorly? Yeah, music is I, I think there's there's levels to it. Um, so and I fucking it's always it's that's one of my pet peeves when people say there's levels to things. But there, I think there, <laughs> I think there are levels to it. That being said, I'll take I'll, I'll eat crow. But I think like there are certain things you can say to someone who's performing. You can say, "Hey, your guitar was like super out of tune when you were playing. Like, yeah. if you tuned your guitar, it would make your, you know, make you sound this much better." Mm-hmm. And that's not like shitting on someone. That's giving them like a constructive feedback. That's constructive, yeah. And then if you say, "Well, when you're drumming, you know, you're not quite on on beat or yeah. you know, you're Watch your tempo, you're rushing things. The bass player's not changing chords or not changing the pitch at the same time that the guitar's changing the pitch." So there's like this space where it's just like where it's clashing. You know, there's things you can say like that, but in terms of someone's but if energy, those people aren't educated. Sorry, yeah. like I don't mean to pause yeah. you, but if those no, people aren't right. educated or, or like understand what you're yeah. talking about. They're going to feel disrespected. Yeah, it's that, difficult. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think I would ever. I mean, other than students, like I've taught like bands and stuff, which is one of my favorite things to do is teaching rock bands how to play because cool. they'll have like little things like that where it's like the bass player is changing on two and the guitar player is changing on like three and and you're just like, hey, if you guys both just That's change on up. three and. It'll sound better. And then yeah. they do. And then you see them like this light go off. But that's because you're yeah. in a position to tell them what to do. Yeah. But when you're just at a show and you're telling like, who are you? Yeah. They're like, hey, fuck you, man. It's- Your song sucks. <laughs> and then you're like, real. okay, well. And that's one thing that I think is really, really funny. And it's something that I've, I've noticed a lot. I've been playing live shows since I was 13 years old. Yeah. Um, and, and it's nothing to brag about. It wasn't great. You know, no, I mean, good. I was 14 as well, and yeah, I've listened to the tapes, man. And like going back, <laughs> going back, and like, oh, I forgot my point on this. Um, about people telling telling um, other bands or other musicians that their uh, performance isn't, you know, that their passion, they're playing their songs isn't. I was moving good. forward. I was moving on to a different oh, point. Oh shit! But um, <clears throat> oh, it was uh. Oh, this, this this thing. It's um <laughs> watching like I'll go to shows. I'll play house shows. Yeah. I'll play at venues. And I walk in and I am nobody to anyone. Yeah. That's, it happens often. Yeah. Nobody cares about what I'm saying. I mean that you can say that about any time you're ever anywhere in Most life. Definitely. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But especially shows because you're suppo- that's supposed to be your arena. That's but, your environment. Exactly. And and yeah. I'm there from the time I step foot in there. I am on stage. Like, and that's the way I look at it. Is mm-hmm. at the time I walk into the room, I am not necessarily trying to gain everybody's attention, but I'm trying to 
stand out. I'm trying to let everybody acknowledge that I am not an average, like I'm not like their average person. And by no means do I feel like I'm like, I'm above average person. Like that's not what I'm saying. No, of course. What I'm saying is just like, I wear heart shaped glasses. I wear ridiculous jackets. I stand out. I, I enjoy weird shit. Well, and one of the big reasons why you and I started talking, I think we just kind of gravitated towards each other at Vinny's that because we played and you opened when you were still mm-hmm. doing the solo. solo thing. And um I remember we kind of gravitated tr- towards each other and I was gravi- I gravitated towards you because you were so passionate on stage mm-hmm. and I like really appreciated that and I thought it was like authentic and and just killer. So I, I remember you and I started talking quite a bit, and um, I think if you hadn't looked like anyone, if you looked like an average Joe, maybe I wouldn't have even like like acknowledged it. Because then I see you later at Vinny's, like in the back, I'm like, oh, it's, it's fucking James That's, from uh, Morning Mountains, and yeah. I started talking to you. And then, I mean, we had met earlier, but mm-hmm. it was like a while ago, and a, yeah. you know, it was, was just a, like, passing, and it was like, yeah, it was kind of a bad time for me, and yeah. <laughs> So it was, it was, it's, it's definitely great to stand out because then people like, it sounds stupid to say, but you can walk off stage and no one will even remember that you were on stage. Straight up. Like (laughs) nobody remembers what you look like. Yeah. Like I, in old bands and stuff, they're like, you were the drummer, right? I was, I was the singer and guitar player. Yeah. I was literally like, I had, I was was yelling at you. I remember the spotlight on me, dude. (laughs) And so I, I, and I didn't start dressing that way. Like, with a conscious mind of that, but it's just something that I've I've been aware of. Yeah. And one of the things that I don't know if I appreciate the most or like, I'm just noticing it or it like bothers me. I I haven't figured it out yet. I'm pretty, really mixed. When I walk into a room and I'm like trying to engage with people, that's the main thing is I'm there for public relations. Like I want to talk to you. Yeah. Like morning mountains is a place of like console and confide. It started as a a band that like, or a, a solo act initially of, the reason why I play shows is because I started reaching out. I was I can't be the only one who feels this way, right? Yeah. I can't be the only one who who's this upset. I can't be the only one who's been isolated. I can't be the only one who is not okay. Like, this doesn't yeah. work for me. I need to find more people like this. And so I started playing songs that were, hey, like, do, do you feel this? Because I need somebody else to feel this. Yeah. And then it turned into a, I know somebody else feels this. You need to know that we feel this. Like we need to know that this is a conglomerate. It's not yeah. okay. It's it's okay to not be okay, yeah. but it's not okay to maintain that. And we yeah. need to move forward. And yeah. the only way to do that is with community and console and confide. And, and Morning Mountains has become like a rock to lean on. And I have several people a week that contact me for mental health and like, and I'm no therapist. I, yeah. I just close that right away. Well, I'm a, I'm a huge mental health advocate. We've talked about it in the past. Mm-hmm. It's like, I went through a really dark time, actually about a year, a little over a year, about a little less than a year ago. I was going through a real rough time. I lost my job. You know, I was single. I was living with my parents. Yeah. I was, Sounds like I was, right now. I was, <laughs> I was focusing just solely on music. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else. Like that was it. Uh-huh. And, um, and I felt the same way. I was like, I need this community. Like, and that's where Emily and Tom and Alante have come in. But I also, you know, I also went and for the first time in my life went and went to therapy and stuff. And that's, like that helped so much. I'm sure. I, I, and, I've, I know people that. Sorry. No, sorry. Please share. And it's just like I was going back to what I was saying about, you know, us growing up as young men. It's like 
when we were growing up, when did you ever hear a teacher come to you when you were clearly not doing well and say, hey, you should go see a therapist? Never. Like, literally never. Never. And nobody now, had, nobody so we just grew up thinking like, you just fucking man up, it. you man up and you I fucking do phrase. with it. Oh yeah. Right? Man up. What is what is the definition of a man? Yeah, well, that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, can but it's like that, but. so I I always had that you know going back to that quote not Christian guilt because I wasn't Christian yeah, growing up but that but. guilt of your childhood being like people telling you how you're supposed to be like mm-hmm. oh you can just man up and deal with it like yeah. just suck it up and deal with it yeah. you know and then so finally and it's one of my one of the best things that happened to me is you know meeting my girlfriend and she was like you should go see a therapist and talk to someone yeah. about it because it'll make you feel better. And they, you know, gave me a lot of strategies to like deal with these sorts of things. So, mm-hmm. so to hear that you're like reaching out and talking to people, I think that's so cool and so important. Not even like beyond music, beyond community, just from individual to individual like contact. I think that's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. And, yeah. and that was, that was, that's what's become. And like, it's it's really great, honestly. It's and I, I throw out the full disclaimer right away. It's like I'm not a therapist. Yeah. And my advice might not be good advice. Yeah. But like I've been through hard times. I'm still going through hard times. Like I don't have the best living environment. Like I don't have um I don't know what anybody's preconceived notion of who I am yeah. is, but like I don't have money. I don't I'm, I'm very, very broke. I, I put everything I have into what I'm doing. Yeah. Um and and like, it takes somebody on a ledge to talk somebody off a ledge. Yeah, and that's kind of the mentality that I have when I talk to these people. I let them know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said these people like it's a negative thing. It's not. It's it, honestly, I appreciate it. I've had several people when I was going through a hard time and making it public. I try to make it public that I'm going through a hard time because I get several like notes and letters and. Things of like, hey, like, thank you for being here for me during this period of time. Like, I want to let you know that you helped me because mm-hmm. this, what you do is valid. Yeah. Validate me and my art. Like, there's nothing better than feeling validated for your art. Well, I've feel. I mean, there's a reason why I wanted you on this podcast, as small that. as it might be. But I, you know, sense your passion. I think anyone who's listening to this can sense your passion. And if thank anyone's you. seen you perform. Maybe, you know, this Saturday night at Vinny's. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> night at Vinny's with Radio Keys. Coast Maybe, Tribe. Perhaps. Uh, more. But anyway, I I, I, th- I think that the thing is, is like you don't want to be a muted version of yourself. So no. it's like it's always that tightrope, yeah. walking that tightrope of being like, you know, too um, – Emo- quote emotional or yeah. or whatever and then also you know being more in control and and when you're an artist it's really tough to tough. like why would you want to mute yourself because emotions are what they're the seeds for that's music and everything yeah it's like that is your creative seed totally yeah um like i've had a lot of songs um that didn't i didn't write them they were just like now this is coming out right now oh uh and i caught yeah. it um, and I can go off into detail about what, how I feel about songwriting, but, um, the main point I'm trying to make with this, this exploded version of itself is going into a room, playing a show, trying to interact with people and them not giving you the time of day. Oh, that happens every and, time, every time. and getting on stage and playing a 20 minute set, playing five songs, six songs. 
I'm getting off. Never mind the fact that you drove like an hour to be there. Yeah. You, no you planned your whole day around it. Yeah. <laughs> I took time off work for yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Um, and, and they're not giving me the time of day. And and my favorite thing is I immediately walk in and make friends with the sound guy. I love sound engineers. Yeah, you have to. And like, and I talk to them and hang out with them. And I tell them what we're about. And, and I ask them what they're about and where they're from, like what they do. And we're on the same team. I want to get to know my team members. Yeah. Um, and I've never understood people who are douchebags to sound guys. There is someone who I'm not going to mention my name at uh, a mountain vibe. Oh my God. Very publicly. Like cringed. It was, I was standing right next to Matt when it happened. It was such, such a bad look. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. It hurt everybody's feelings. Everyone was like, I thought we had this positive environment experience thing. Uh And then all of a sudden you made it like this weird hostile, like Like you attacked somebody. Yeah. You like straight up attacked somebody on stage that was working with you. Yeah. It's, it, it wasn't. It, it was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real bummer. I, so needless to say, I completely agree with yeah. you. I'm not to say that I've like been perfect. There's definitely been times where I've wanted to yell at a sound guy. Being frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like. They can phone it in. Yeah. They can phone it in. And there's like feedback coming through your monitor and you're just and like, they don't bro, care. it's been the entire set. And, just, and they're at the bar <laughs> you know? having a drink. Yeah. And the way to get uh, trade secret. That yeah. I've been doing for years is um, if you're not the opening band, it's it's hard to do it when you're the opening band, um, but after you've already established who they are or who yeah. you are to them and you've made some sort of contact, yeah, regardless if it was positive or negative, after the first band, tip them, walk up, give them five bucks, let them know they're appreciated. Oh, for that's what they're doing. Yeah, their work is valid, like valuable. Yeah, for they're sure. On your team, like. I know that we don't make very much money. I don't make yeah. any money for my shows. Yeah. I'm usually out of pocket. I actually started pu- pulling my pocket out at shows. I have it just hanging out a little bit. Whereas <laughs> white pocket showing. Yeah. And I'll do that until I don't pay out of pocket for playing shows. It's a little <laughs> metaphor. And a, a, like a, a secret. When that pocket goes away, that's when I'm making money at shows. Yeah. Um, Man. <laughs> Dude, um, I want to talk about what you prepared, but do you want to take a little break and uh, refresh these beverages? The only thing that I wanted to break away with at the end of that situation yeah, this whole situation. is walk into a room, you're there to play a show, there's people there, it might be a packed house, there might be three people there. They don't give you the time of day, you hang out with the sound guy, you yeah. pass some time, the bands get there, you make some friends there, um, and they might not give you the time of day either and you go up and you play a 20 minute set and you're passionate and you believe in what you're doing and it's obvious because if you don't believe in what you're doing how can anybody else yeah, that's and you're 120 percent you're moving large so that the people in the back can see you you are all the way there and watch everybody's trust turn around everybody at the end of the set comes up and the, the now like the people that you were ta- trying to talk to want to talk to you yeah. and it's how do you gauge that how do you like it hurts my feelings. It hurts my feelings. You, you weren't interested in me until I performed for you. Mm. I like put on this show when you could have talked to me right before. We could have talked for the past two hours. I was here setting yeah, up. That's a weird one because I, I get it. Like there's a display. <sighs> it's a positive now, thing, but it's all. I mean, if you actively totally try positive, to talk to people and then they don't talk to you, and then like afterwards they want to talk to you, it's it is a bummer, man. Yeah, it's like. You could we could have sat here chatting for like two hours about anything that you wanted yeah. to talk about, and I'd have been there for you on any front. It's a weird thing though, demonstrating like, and I, I hate to use that. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Turn have you do you watch that show I, at all? I've watched a few episodes. Yeah. yeah, 
Anyway, there's this one thing where he's talking about demonstrating your value. You have to demonstrate your value, <laughs> and then people will like pay attention. Straight up. It's- yeah, and it's like demonstrating your value is like before you do that, you're just a regular person. And I mean, there's you know billions of people in the world, so it's like who are you? compared to the next, you know, billion people. And I see everybody as an artist. Yeah. It's like if you have to move your body every day, mm-hmm. if you get up and get your clothes on and take a sh- or you take a shower and you get your clothes on, you're performing art. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. Like your life is a, a masterpiece yeah. that you're building. It's you're an artist. Everybody's an artist. You swing a hammer, you're an artist. You're yeah. building. Let's give each other like the amount of respect that each other deserves, man. Like just yeah. because I play music and perform doesn't make me any more of an artist than a carpenter who's building a home right now. That's fair. I think that it's, I mean, what it comes down to is just having decency and respect towards everyone at an innate level. Like that's the starting point. You have decency, kindness, and respect for people. And if they prove otherwise, then you should still have kindness and respect for them, but maybe be a little bit more guarded yourself. Exactly. But for the most part, I think if you're not starting out at the baseline of I'm going to give you kindness and respect and, and love, yeah. then you're, Everybody you're approaching life the wrong way. Everybody starts at a hundred percent. I can either start going out of my way for you or I can start avoiding it. Yeah. And like 120% that's giving more of yourself than you have time for. Yeah. It's adding them to your life and 80% is like, ah, no, I'm not gonna do that for you. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a little let's break. Get some more drink. And we're going to play, uh, what tune do you want us to play? I don't know, man. Um, you want to hear some new stuff? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, okay, this is, this is, sorry, Carrie, I didn't discuss this with you. Um, <laughs> um, we'll play uh, the new demo version of one of our new tracks off uh, the next record. Um, this could potentially be the next single. So we'll see how that goes. It's called uh, Not All Knots. Like sunrise, my partner. 
time Some back ups and pull through There's everything they held on to Not on not to stay tight Sometimes I wish we'd left it there. In that mountain town, my apartment, man. Well, maybe you'd still think of me as perfect. Yeah, maybe you'd still think of me as perfect. All right, we're back. What so up? we I actually approached you with the idea of doing a, a rock and roll review, and that's when <laughs> we kind of talk about a historical moment in music history yeah. and you initially were like oh let's do let's just do you know like a conversation but then you thought more about it and you like you came yeah. up with something that you want to talk about and I, I think it's a great thing to talk about because it's something that we can easily just bounce back and forth exactly and and, and so i spent some time like just kind of rolling it over in my head it was like a historical moment and like at first there was definitely nothing that came um and I, I, and then there was like the chuck berry thing like where he brought um white people and black people together on a yeah. dance floor. He, that's the whole checkered pattern in yeah. punk rock um, and, and so on and so forth. And, and I just dove and dove and I was like, okay, rack in my brain. I was like, you know what was the most important moment I believe that is still relevant to this day, that is super, super relevant, is the, develop, or the development of social media, um, internet. Uh, yeah. MySpace initially. Yeah. We all know MySpace. Yeah, we're all on it. If, if top eight type shit. Yeah. yeah. If you're a '90s kid, you know MySpace pretty well. And if you don't, maybe, maybe. Um, I, don't know, I definitely, I definitely had a, a girl tell me that she was breaking up with me because she wasn't number one in my top eight. Oh, what? And up? I was just like, well, my band was number one in my yeah. <laughs> top eight. So that was like the first time. It was like, who's it going to be? The yeah. band or me? And yeah. it's just like, oh, well, uh, fucking obviously I kept music. Tom as my number one, always, <laughs> because it was like, I wouldn't be here without him. <laughs> fucking Tom, Wouldn't dude. be here without him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tom, dude. I forgot about that guy. Just, just talking about his name. He's just some dork at a desk. He's like, writing like hey. with a whiteboard behind him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. didn't see you there. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> one of those pictures. It was like a uh, intro to... Uh, Oh, hello, neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the internet, dude. Yeah. Freaking uh, social media, social the internet, media. MySpace, and, and Napster. <laughs> Napster and, and uh, LimeWire and all that yeah. stuff. And so, and it did some bad things right away. But more importantly, and still to this day, like Morning Mountains is available. Our entire discography is available for free download on Bandcamp. I uh, like if you want our music, download it and have it on your iTunes, like put it on your whatever. You're more than welcome to it because all I care about is that you understand it and you're there with the story, like that you're paying attention. Well, that's a beautiful thing about the internet because back in the day, 
there there wasn't anything like the internet. There was the radio, which is DJs were slinging you their music, and they're like, "Here's my music." But then what it really was is it was manipulated by big time by the big time studios, and they're like, "Hey, DJ XYZ over here in Indianapolis, we want you to play the new hit record." Yeah, the new hit record by yeah, you know whoever, and they pay it for it, and they yeah, it, it was a it was um. It was, it was a game that people like you and me couldn't play. Uh-uh. And like and so if you weren't if you weren't being manipulated, like somebody was either being manipulated into listening to that band because it was the only 20 bands that were playing on that radio station yeah. for the past year mm-hmm. or they were paying for those plays. And regardless either way they were still yeah. doing the same thing. Um and so now, like, with the freedom of the internet and streaming and all this stuff, and even though, like, Spotify does not give us nearly no, any money. It's I mean, a big thing. 50,000 plays has equated or has equates to $240. Yeah. So, and for a small band, like, 50,000 plays is a lot of plays. Yeah. It's um, no joke. It's, it's taken years I mean, yeah. of, like, pushing it in order to get there. Yeah. Um, and it equates to $240. But... What it does do for bands and for artists, for anybody, is it gives you the availability to find your community that you mm-hmm. belong in. So everybody like has a niche now. If you're into Yu-Gi-Oh still, <laughs> there is yeah. a group on Facebook for yeah. people who play Yu-Gi-Oh still. Yeah. Like you can do anything and people there's common ground. So like it's developed some sort of even though it does isolate us because we feel like we're interacting regardless of actual having human interaction, there's isolation there, but it's also validating your interests and your hobbies and who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and being a musician on that platform. The only issue at that point in time becomes who you can reach and Instagram algorithms and Facebook algorithms, same company. um, They do make it difficult. So like you have to make really quality posts and you have to make really quality things now. Yeah. I made um, a shit post today and it didn't get any likes. <laughs> it, it happens. And it, we've all been there. Like, yeah, I'll make I was a trying post. to promote this show, man. And I was just like, God oh, damn it. I got like 24 likes on this one. Yeah. God damn it. Flyers don't do well. No. When you I, post about flyers. Dude, yeah. I remember even before internet. So going back to like before there was internet. Yeah. Before I mean, really, I mean not before there was internet, internet, but before there was the type of internet that we yeah. have now, the social media. Yeah. I remember having promoters ask me to print out flyers and hand them out on the Embarcadero. And we did. And fuck yeah, we did. And Dude. I had someone fucking tear, like crumple one up and throw it back at me. Just yeah. like, I'm like, you didn't have to take it, but instead of not taking it, you took the flyer crumpled it up and threw it at me it defaced me like <laughs> in front of me in public like that would be if i was any older at that point that'd be like damn near a fight like that's so fucking close to getting into a fight with someone like honestly how can you throw like that's so disrespectful all of the youtube like trolls all of all of the trolls in life he was a troll in real life at yeah. least he was doing it in front of you yeah and not behind the stage of his Such keyboard a dickhead though <laughs> yeah most definitely <laughs> But it's it's given us a place of of um, availability, so like we can be in a small band. Like prior to social media, prior to Instagram, um, Facebook, MySpace, you weren't able to develop a small following. Yeah, um, 
it, you might have one in town, mm-hmm. but like, where are they going to buy your merch? Yeah. Like, even though they like you, like they have to be at a show. So you have to be playing. Yeah. Like you couldn't develop something, put it online and create a store like you can now mm-hmm. for anybody to come through to. Um, now, like I can become a strictly, a strictly just an artist who doesn't play shows, put up like five t-shirts, put out a, a record, put out a few products. Mm-hmm. And honestly, as long as like I get 10,000 people to care about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. that's, that's my magic number. That's where I want to be is 10,000 people to really care about 10,000 well, monthly. 50, I mean, you got 50,000 plays in, in like, I mean, it's years. five years. Five that's a years. long time. But at the same time, it's like, it's not like Spotify was what it was what it is now five yeah. years ago no it wasn't so there I've is been on spotify for 10 years so like listening, using spotify for 10 years 10 years jesus um you're way ahead of the curve i was on pandora i did not like pandora i got spotify come on oakland zone pandora dude i i've been <laughs> using spotify for a long time and i remember like being like Nobody else used it. Everybody used Pandora. Yeah. And Spotify is the thing, though. When I got an iPhone, that was the first one of the first apps I downloaded. It's the best. Man. Now it's like the the main conglomerate for anybody yeah. who's trying to publish music. I always look at monthly listeners. That's the main thing I look at when I look at bands because those are those aren't like monthly plays. Those are monthly listeners. Yeah. So those are unique individuals who are listening to your music. And we were always around like you know, 40, 50. Uh-huh. And now we're starting to creep up around 150. Well, you guys just did that tour. Like, you guys did a bunch of Well, we've just a lot played a shit, a shit ton of shows. Not so much. We did many, like, coastal tours. So we'll, yeah. like, play three shows in a weekend. Yeah, but that's... But, it's like, weekend warrior stuff, but it's still... Yeah. We're getting up to, like, 150 a month, 130 a month, you know? And then I think when this new album comes out, I'm hoping that pumps us up to around, you know... It would be freaking awesome if the next, you know, and I try to think about it in terms of like targets. Like this is our next mm-hmm. target. Like oh, I totally. would love to obviously get a thousand monthly listeners, Top. and then boom, that goes to ten thousand. And the next thing people you know, tell people, that's what I'm hoping. Perpetual for. growth. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And it's like the other thing about this internet situation is it allows me to go on and listen to all these artists that I would never be able exactly. to find before. Yeah. Like artists that are all starring, you know, on our podcast and the rock and roll reviews. So we have, you know, we have the rock and roll rewinds, which is like the history shit we talk about. Yeah. And then we have the guest spotlight and then we have the rock and roll reviews, which is when we talk about a band and they give us express permission to use their music in the podcast. Duh. So we do a rock and roll review on like a band that has like, 40,000 monthly listeners, I would never be able to find that band no. until, you know, the social media It's era. not enough. Yeah. Uh, they would never reach my radar. It was like Guns N' Roses or Bust, like mm-hmm. back in the day, you know? Straight up. Appetite yeah. for Destruction or yeah. nothing. <laughs> no like, Appetite for Destruction 2. Yeah. Destruction. It, it, was, it was Guns N' Roses and pretty much... <sighs> Anything else on the radio, but not just on the radio, like on the radio every hour. So yes. you're going to catch them while you're in the car going to the mall or uh, wherever. On the, the work or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a completely different landscape, a completely different world. It's a better game that we're playing. We were playing a more level playing field. And now it's like, okay, so say like I gain 10,000. I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about streams. I'm not talking about. Yeah monthly listeners i'm talking i'm talking about core buyers yeah somebody who's willing to spend a dollar on average if i was able to have ten thousand 
monthly customers on average of that's a dollar. That's where Patreon comes in, man. That's what I'm, gonna, I'm about to start a Patreon. Yeah, just, well, that's on the horizon research. for us as well. I think once we come out with the album, we're yeah. going to start the Patreon too. I'm going to do the Patreon and I'm going to offer like uh, creative writing classes. Nice. Um, I just, I've, I've had people express like interest in like uh, my metaphors. I, I'm a very metaphorically based person. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly because like I don't have the constructs to like explain something in a technical way. Yeah. It's like, okay, like I don't, I don't know how to explain this emotion. So like, what about like uh, when like a ship loves a lighthouse, but like if it gets to the, if it crashes into the land to get to the lighthouse, it dies. Like, yeah, create metaphor. It's and that's one of our songs. Yeah. I know you know. It's it's about the love affair between a lighthouse and a ship and how impossible yeah. it is. If um, for you and I to ever be close, well, it's a yeah. shipwreck. I hope you know. I know you know. That's great lyrics. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, we're very, very lyrically driven band. Um, yeah. Well, that's what Emily is. I mean, I'm. I've always been more of like the nuts and bolts music guy, and mm-hmm. I have my moments with lyrics, but I've always been focused on the sound, the the the, yeah. the timbre, the. You know, the arrangement, you know, and also Composure. the melody, you know, things like that. And Emily was always focused on the lyrics, mm-hmm. always. And it's like when I when I met her, and I say that in terms of like songwriting. As a when musician. I met her as a musician, I was just like, she's an incredible lyricist. And I was like, this is something that fills my void. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have this. any great partnership is filled. And with that. and so like the fact that you you are mm-hmm. that same you know, member of the band that Emily is, but you're also a little bit, you know, yeah. Stuart too. You have like, you also have the be. guitar. Yeah. And, and full disclaimer, and you're a much better guitar player than you give yourself credit for much I, better. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I, I also know that there are a bazillion people out there that aren't able to record themselves or aren't able to put themselves on, on your phone every day. Yeah. on social media that are better than me. And I acknowledge that. And I don't... But what's better than on guitar? And this is another bullshit thing about... No, sorry, not bullshit. This is like... This is a bullshit thing about social media is you can easily get demoralized oh, yeah, by what everyone yourself. else is doing. Huh. Because I can tune in and look up hashtag guitar and find <laughs> a 10-year-old who just makes me look like a fool. Like a ten year old, and I'm just like, well, why am I even playing guitar? And then you, then you get in this weird existential like struggle. You're like, I've been playing guitar for fifteen years, or yeah, and then whatever. It's yeah. like that's the other thing is, and it's a it's a reason I think why depression has gone up, and you know everything has gone up because people are seeing all these incredible things that everyone's doing, but it's not real. Like yeah. to a certain extent, it's not real. Yeah, it's 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 embellished upon. Yeah, it's like. Um, there's all those like travel videos. It's like, why aren't I a, a travel? Like, why don't yeah. I get to travel? Yeah, why? <laughs> well, that person made his whole life based out of that. Is that yeah. what your everyday interest is? No. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like traveling. They play music. Like, I want to tour constantly. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. But it's more so for me. It's about community and about yeah. people. Because over music, over my passion of music, my main passion is finding and and witnessing. Not necessarily for myself, but just being there and witnessing unconditional love and community and growth and like, I think compassion. The for community one thing is huge. Um, yeah, finding your people, finding your group, huge. Yeah, and honestly, like that's like part of the re- that's the main reason why I play music is because it is a 
it's a, it's a instrument for me to mm-hmm. be able to witness unconditional love for yeah. another person. Well, when I used to, so I used to play ultimate frisbee like pr- very competitively, yeah. like back in the day, and I used to have teammates, right? Yeah. So you all show up. You're wearing the same uniform. You show up. You know, it's you, you guys versus the world, uh-huh. and you're playing. And there's a feeling there, that sense of community pride. and pride, and you're just like, yeah. this is us. Like, it's, I'm not doing it just for me anymore. Yeah. And that's why it was so alluring because I didn't have music when I was in Santa Barbara because oh, wow. my my soul musician, you know, my soul musician mate is Emily. Yeah. So I don't want to write music with other people. Like I already I've already found someone that I want to write music with yeah. and, and it works. She writes the kind them. of lyrics that I want to hear. I write oh. the kind of music that she wants to hear and then we, you know, play the music that we want to hear. So I didn't have I mean, I we did a little bit of shit. Like we played shows probably once a year, twice a year. Yeah. And it was two piece. And it was just like, or we played, you know, the four of us and it was like ill rehearsed, mm. you know, and just like, eh. but you guys are taking it very seriously. Now. Very seriously. And it's very, yeah. very like, it's very good music. Thank you. Man. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out radio keys and you're listening to this podcast, yeah. like go check it out. It is phenomenal music. I appreciate it. It's man. all by really, really, really high, um, regard, uh, musicians, um, with with real passion behind things, and they actually care about what you guys what you guys think. And we what, what we care doing. a lot, and we're yeah. all passionate people. Like that's yeah. the thing is, we're all passionate, very people. artistic. People. I really appreciate it, man. No, worries. I, I I love and respect and appreciate yeah. every single one of the, the members of Radio. And this Peace. is like the thing about it is now we're in this community where yeah. you can say this to me, and I'm just not like who's this guy. It's yeah. like no, we have this community where I can appreciate your music. I used to think about it as like a cock fest, like back in the day, where I was just <laughs> like, dude. Oh, he got this much applause, and I got this much applause, oh, and it's like I didn't get as much as him. So it's competition. Fuck that guy, like, he's not better than us. Like, no. And it's not about that. No. And it took me a while to. I mean, that was me, like, as a teenager. When I started getting my like mid twenties, yeah. like, obviously, I chilled out a bit. But yeah. you realize, pump, stop pumping so hard. Yeah, and it's like the room never runs out of applause. You know, like it's not like they're gonna go empty on you. It, it's, it's maybe you just didn't touch that crowd as much yeah and that's exactly it's like i we live in california we live in the bay area california and there's there's no saying that where we're at right now is what our scene is Mm -hmm. there's no saying that is until we tour enough until we're touring every year twice a year three times a year yeah we'll find our scene is that is that your goal yeah um now we're a two piece. It's a little bit easier to plan things. Definitely, um, it's a little more like easy to. It's a little more easy to hold each other accountable. Do you guys get along really like, well? Totally. Me All and right. Carrie, like, we have a lot. Sorry, of that's trust. just a huge question in it terms of huge thing. <laughs> in terms um, of touring. Because when you're a two piece touring, you better get along. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, totally. I, we like, totally love and respect each other, and it is it is really really. Um, it's a really positive relationship. And we don't question each other. It's like, whatever you're doing, man, like, I believe in you, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, we don't question I each other. I met him very briefly. He yeah. seems like a really sweet guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's great. I've known him for, since I was a sophomore in high school. And yeah. he looked at me like I was a, like a really annoying kid. <laughs> he was a great older than me. And he was, uh, in the emo like scene. Yeah. And was playing for a band called We're Not Friends Anymore. And was like, bro, had like swooped hair <laughs> and was like, you're a super annoying kid. I'm out of here. We had, we had an English class together 
and he like rode his bike off in the sunset. I didn't see him until <laughs> after high school. And I was like, yo dude, um, I heard you, like, I know you're like a drummer. Like you want to play together? And he was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> and so we met on a so much more mature funny. common ground. <laughs> That's so funny. After knowing each other, but like being kind of standoffish. So when it comes to the internet, and <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah that was the it. worst transition ever but no, i was I'm, gonna ask you i appreciate <laughs> the subject What's about like when it comes to the internet what what ways do you find that it's like wh- how can you promote yourself the best ways is it instagram is it facebook is it twitter instagram. is it spotify like how do you like how do you maneuver i mean i'm not taking notes here you know no, no big I, deal <laughs> by no means by no means or any of like do i have any trade secrets i'm not yeah. successful by any means yeah. um of the term of doing all right yeah um the main thing that the algorithm has gone away from timeline they don't care about that anymore yeah. that's been been long gone the main thing that we can do is is uh, instagram is the most um responsive for yeah. us personally yes yeah, everybody's got their own thing yeah um, instagram is a little bit easier to infinitely swipe on it's a little easier to like on yeah on facebook you gotta push a button on instagram you just double tap the picture it's, yeah. i think it's about that i truthful. do that shit without even thinking uh-huh like i'm just like swiping and i'm just like did it i'm like did i really like that picture i don't even like that picture oh for, i do for that me, shit all the time for me i'll like find it as a, just a response for like having interest in it yeah completely like i know that i'm interested in it because i double tapped it it's like, it's weird. It's super weird. Yeah. Um. It's built into our 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 mental. It's like Pavlovian, now. you know. It's like the. It's just Good a word, weird yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's totally built into our our. It's Pavlovian. Is that know. even the right way to I say? I don't it? even know. I, I've never heard that word, but I, I appreciate it. Um. If anybody is listening, please uh please, yeah, please go ahead and send me a DM just telling me how dumb I am. Because yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's part of our like mental structure now. Um, it's a synapsis. Um, but what I believe with Instagram, it's, we've moved away from algorithms. So now we're at a point of making really, really, really quality posts. Yeah. Making sure that your posts aren't just like, Hey, come check out this show, bro. Yeah. It's just a, just a flyer. Yeah. Nobody likes flyers. And I've yeah. done my own tests with that. Yeah. And it's like, make it a double picture. You put a picture of a live performance, something that's super cool. Yeah. And then you put like a little caption that's like, um, we did one recently that was like swipe right for the fight scene. <laughs> and it was like a picture of our live performance. And, um, it was, it was two pictures of us playing live. And the last one was a video and it was, it was one of our heavier parts of our song. So like I had all the information underneath it with the yeah. upcoming shows. So you had a live photo, live photo, video of that song that I yeah. wanted people to listen to. So I marketed it as slightly as something that most people are going to want to watch. Yeah. Everybody wants to see a good fight. It's like a car accident. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have like all the information in the other caption parts cause they're going to read it. And that post did significantly better than just a standard flyer post, a flyer yeah. post on somebody's Instagram. It takes away from the overall, um, profile. Because what is really important on Instagram is so that when somebody comes to your profile or somebody's scrolling, they're not looking mm. at the name. They're looking at the photos. Yeah. So you have to have a style. 
Yeah. Something that like that just bleeds radio keys. Yeah. Something that just bleeds Morning Mountains. They know your styling now at this point in time. It's the same thing like when Led Zeppelin comes on the radio. You know it's Jimmy Page before. Yeah. It was Robert Plant because you hear the, the guitar. Yeah. Um, and it's so, tough to do that visually because as as a musician, I'm more of like a oral person. You know, yeah. it's, it's oh, ears, yeah. it's all that kind of stuff, but. With you know, my dad is an amazing artist. My sister's an artist. Like I don't, I just don't have that knack. So they're more visual than I am. So it's tough to know exactly. Like for me, like is this one gonna kill or not? Like, you know, like today you know, I did an Instagram post of a Polaroid. I thought it was gonna be dope because it's like the four of us in a Polaroid. I was like, dude, everyone loves a good Polaroid. Totally didn't didn't and it translate. Done, it had been done the, with yeah. that, with the hashtags correctly. Yeah, exactly. The hashtags are a huge thing. If I post yeah. something without hashtags. Like twenty likes. So if I post something with hashtags, I'm like 120. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, um, but you also have like, I'm I'm a visual artist as well. I paint. Yeah, I, I have a Instagram called um, Giant Friends, but the A is a V. It's a G I V. And it's your it's your Friends. art. Yeah, it's my painting. Dude, so how my am I not following this? Graphic design work. It's it's. I've how, done most of the artwork for Morning Mountains. How are you not doing some graphic design work for Radio Keys? Um, just strictly. Uh, <laughs> It's because I'm not super public about it. Yeah. I, it's it's one of those things. It's like um, Wolf and Bear wanted me to do one of the pieces I'm going to use now as my own t-shirt. Yeah. Um, I, I sent it to them and they wanted me to change it at that moment in time. My iPad that I had at that, at that time broke and I couldn't change it. I got a new iPad a year later and it's been a year, dude. Like I already yeah. feel, I, I already feel like insecure about it. Like I didn't get back to you guys. Yeah. I've, so I'm just gonna use it for once something we're doing. But um yeah, I do graphic design work. I actually originally drew that design specifically for Zach Garen from Strawberry Girls. Yeah. Well that's a, that's another thing though about you know social media and, and whatnot is like now you can have like how many people would have known that you're doing graphic design without, you know, Instagram and like all this kind yeah. of shit. So yeah. it's like, it, it's not just music. It's like all this shit. Yeah. And that's, it's a platform for any creative yeah, um, to make money on. And even people who are just traveling, people who just want to be like anything, any yeah. entrepreneur, anybody that wants to market themselves yeah, on the forefront. Like you have people that have gone huge on box opening things things just bought from amazon they bought five things for a dollar on amazon make a video out of it yeah. for things unbox in front of a camera put it on youtube a bazillion likes yeah. or a bazillion follows well the or, most the, i hear that the the person who has the most revenue from youtube is that kid who like reviews toys yeah so it's pretty much he yeah. pretty much just like brings out you know a toy unboxes it and talks about all its functions and yeah. like that is the and it's I've 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 witnessed the it pinnacle, personally. yeah. Um, the future generation. Uh, my brother, he, my older brother Brian, um, he has a couple of kids that he has taken on in his life um, because of the woman he loves. Um, and I've watched the youngest and who he is and like what social platforms he is because I want to know what my next customer yeah. and is. And how old? What's He's uh, probably six, seven. Okay. Kid is glued to YouTube. Dude, I've been telling YouTube. people for as long as I can remember. It is the YouTube is the channel. frontier. Like it, if, if you can buy a stock in YouTube, which I don't, I think it's just Google at this point. Yeah. But if you, totally. it's like, it's gonna. It, the thing is, is like, it'll take over our 
like Comcast, our DirecTV. It's going to take over Netflix and all that shit. I guarantee you because Netflix has to pay an overhead. <clears throat> like they have to either produce a show or pay for a show. Like mm-hmm. they're paying to have the office on. They're about to lose the office. See what yeah. happens to Netflix. Sell your fucking shares now. Like see what happens to Netflix when they don't have the office. But my, the whole point is they either have to pay for shows or produce all this crazy content. Whereas YouTube, they have the same viewership. Mm-hmm. They can put the same ads, the same ad rolls for people who are doing shit for free. Yeah. Like this. Like I could put this yeah. on YouTube and like there would be an ad roll before it and like that's money, money in the bank. Yep. As long as you have over 10,000 plays, you start to create actual revenue from it. Yeah. It becomes like an official thing. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing with Instagram. If you have if you have a business account that's over 10,000 um, follows, then you get all the the story swipe up interactive yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that without that. I know. I really I like, want that shit. The- <laughs> I know. That shit's dope. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'll get there one day. Yeah, um, one day. But I don't know. My main goal overall as an artist, as a musician, as um, a community member, as yeah. a somebody who just loves people, a people pleaser, as a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, overall, like my main goal is to develop a, I, I use this term and it's not the best term, but a cult following. Yeah. So 10,000 people, we got 64 million people in California. 64 million. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. just in one and that's, sliver. That's documented too, right? Like, yeah, that, that is, <laughs> sure that is a real like way more than that. That's a consensus of yeah. like the last time I looked, and I've been saying this for years. Sixty-four million people in California. I think I can get ten thousand people globally. Yeah. To actually care about what I'm saying, and if they average dollar a month, boom. And what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, if they spend that's a, your life. Then, then I'm supported. And that's a good life. That's a good life. Yeah. And I don't have to have a record label telling me what to do. I don't have to have any of that shit. Yeah. All I have to do is like have my Patreon and show respect to the people I'm working for, which yeah. is you. Yeah. It is people. Yeah. I'm working for you. It's like people pay $80 a month for HBO that they don't even watch. Yeah. Buy local. Eat local, shop local. What about listen local, dude? I feel that. Listen local. Dude, you're you're selling me, man. It's like we have so much stuff based on our local like shops and our local food and our local everything. Everybody wants local. Like what yeah. about your musicians? Yeah. Listen local. Musicians always get shit on though. It's We're just artists. like we're meant to starve. It was another thing, like, it's a, another reason why I got, like, a insurance job is because, like, I thought that, I, like, if I were to tell people that I were a musician, they'd be like, oh, he's a, he's a loser. Like, that's what I would think. And I'm like, oh, well, I better get a real job. So I, I like, stack all these chips so mm-hmm. people think that I'm, you know, not a loser. But it's like, dude, it, it's... I think it's about following your passion. And if everyone followed their passion, I think the world would be a much better place. Yeah. People wouldn't have a resentment for you following your passion. Exactly. And that's the thing. They're like, well, what are you really going to do? Yeah. You know, people say that shit all the yeah. time. And it's like, well. Honestly, I've, ha- I've had more, um, more people with college educations come back and be like, you're still doing music? That's fucking awesome. I yeah. wish that I was still painting or yeah. doing like macrame or like whatever doing puzzles with my mom like yeah. i wish that i was still pursuing 
what I want to do. Well, everyone has something that they love doing. And it's like, like I was in the studio today for about six hours. Thank you for still being in the studio. Yeah. And and then I'm in the studio now. (laughs) And I haven't looked at my phone once to be like, oh, fuck, what time is it? Oh, I got to get, I got to eat lunch. Like it was like. Oh, I'm kind of hungry. Oh, I guess I'll go eat lunch. I eat lunch for 15 minutes and run back up and start working again. And if everyone had that work ethic because everyone was passionate about what they were doing, America would be a much better place. It'd be a much happier place, I think. And but the the fact is, we can't focus on what we love to do because there is, you know, um, there's things that need to get done. There's a certain hurdle that you need to get over to pay, you know, the basic human amenities like. You know, your, your rent, your whatever the fuck, you yeah. know, your car, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so people end up mortgaging their passion for their needs. Exactly. And necessity over over. And that I mean, that's I was doing that for a long time. And a lot of people are doing that today. I, I do it. Yeah. Every day. It's it's tough. It's I, fucking tough. I work in manual labor. Yeah. So I um, and I have for ten years. So I am. Uh, I work for a company called Clean Harbors. It is a hazardous waste remediation um, company, and so we deal with a lot of like uh, dangerous chemicals. Um, yeah. Not necessarily right now. Um, right now, what we're doing is um, I'm shoveling. I'm at Posco in Pittsburgh, shoveling um, synthetic pig fat. It's basically what they use to replace pig fat when. Uh, away um yeah because they're they're a, a tin like a metal manufacturer yeah. um and they use it for their machines in order to get the metal to be pressed and okay. straight and the sheet metal to be done right that makes and sense. so they've they suck this out and put it into vac bins um and it's solidified inside of there so i'm literally like opening up these vac bins getting in a tyvek in like 100 degree weather um with shovel and pick pickaxe Knocking this stuff out and chipping this shit away. Yeah, and then shoveling it. And this is what I've been doing for the past week and a half. Before that, it was um, respirator, Tyvek, like I, I manual labor every day in a Tyvek, like sweating. Well, all the thing that. is, is like you're doing all this shit, but you're still having the the energy to give your music a chance and give your passion a chance. It's hard because a lot of people, like and me included, I would go to work. You know, it's not eight hours now, it's nine hours because you get there at eight, you have an hour lunch, but it's like you just kill time until you have to clock back in. So you you go from eight to five and then you get home at about five forty, you leave at about seven because you have to battle traffic for almost an hour each way. So all in all, you're about ten hour, eleven hour day. Yeah, deficit. So you get home. I'm lucky. I get paid portal to the portal. Yeah. So I wake up at six um, for the time. Or I wake up at five um, on the road at six. I'm paid at six. Yeah. And I get to the job site at seven. We're ready to work by seven thirty. Yeah. At the end of the day, I leave one thirty two o'clock. I'm home by two thirty three, and yeah. paid for the portal to portal. And that's I am nice. very very lucky. For, yeah. I'm very fortunate great. for that. So. Yeah, it's tough to have the energy to produce after you yeah. just produced for 12 hours, 11 yeah. hours, whatever it yeah. is. So yeah. I, I fell into that same camp where I was like, I don't want to go home and work in the studio for four hours. Now what I want to do is drink a whiskey soda and bullshit with my friends and oh. go to happy hour or whatever it is. Watch yeah. Netflix, you know, watch YouTube. Relax. I just want to 
turn my brain off. Oh. I don't want to turn my brain back on. So oh. it, it's so then a lot of people their passion just goes by the wayside. <laughs> just yep. whatever it is, it, it doesn't have to be music. It can be anything. It can be it can you know be like painting. It can be whatever. Talking to your mom for an hour at night. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever your passion is. Yeah, family. Yeah, it's passion. Um, and like literally, like we're talking about right now, and like, and my hands hurt. But when I got home today, like I played guitar. I don't always. Yeah. I don't do as much like, um, like programming drums. I don't do as much like playing bass or like any of that stuff. Every once in a while, I like, get into it and I'll write a drum beat first and then write something to that. Yeah. And I'll go through those motions. That used to be an everyday thing when I was yeah. just writing music and living on granola bars in a barn in yeah. fucking Bethel Island. And I bet um, you look upon those days very fondly. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. I, I have songs. <laughs> there are songs that will be in the next record from that era. Yeah. Um, it'll be like Hammer on Six and, uh, and uh, there's a few of them. Um, yeah. And, and there was, it was really dark times. But it was really great times as well. Um, whatever. But now it's like you get home, you're like, okay, this isn't work. I know that's not work. I'm just going to, let's just pick up a guitar. Yeah. And you just kind of slowly like you have to take a shower first you have to get clean yeah you have to put on good clothes because you want to feel good about yourself yeah. when you're doing that yeah and start playing guitar a little bit and you start getting the motions and then by eight o'clock at night you start to develop something and you get something developed and and you start to write some stuff for it and you start boom, and boom, that's boom. when it runs away from o'clock. you that's when times run away that's when it's 11 o'clock yeah. at night you get three hours four hours in yeah four hours of warm-up three hours of writing four hours of writing and then boom which four hours of writing, I don't know if uh, if you're me, four hours of writing is like not very much because you spent so much time just like deciding and and like ranting. <laughs> yeah, man. I got to get you on for another podcast because I, I promised Alante <laughs> that we'd wrap this one up pretty soon. And, yeah, let's do and, it. Uh, and I really appreciate you coming on. And again, it's it's uh, James uh, Reedy. James Reedy. From Morning Mountains. It's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. I yeah. think it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G like, uh, Mountains. Yeah, it's it's not um, eggs and breakfast. It's it's graveyards. It's in <laughs> morning, not at morning. Yeah, I love um, that. Which is funny. I've, I've had to explain that so many times that I developed a phrasing for it. Saying well, that. it's it's great. It's a, it's a, I don't know if you call it a play on words, if that's the right way, but it's... It's just, I, I think it's a great name. It has, you know, sure. it's alliteration. It's great. Oh, real quick. Yeah. If I can get into just that name derives from me at three o'clock in the morning, um, being in like one of the worst positions at that time of my life at 21 years old, um, just lost like the girl that I wanted to marry. And, but we lived in the same house still. And uh, we had lived together for a month at that point in time. I was still in a lease for six months. Both of us were. Luckily, we had separate rooms. We were thought we were smart. I was smart on that side, but it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm driving to San Jose for work in a similar industry that I am now. Um, and I was trying to figure out what was the only consistent thing in my entire existence, and it was the setting, Mount Diablo. What a morning mountain! Like it must just to watch to watch us to watch me to watch us. Go through this. I I would I'd mourn my existence. I do mourn my existence. Like, what a morning mountain, and that's the initial derivative of morning mountains. That's an awesome way to think about it. That was 
I don't mourn your existence, so oh, I, I, I celebrate that. it. So. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So we wanted to play one more song, and by we I mean I because Emily's not here. <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to play one more song. Do you want yours, a new uh, one or whichever one you think would you know to end it right? So, yeah. Oh man, I should have thought about this uh, much much more. Um, I wish I had. I know you know on record. It's on Facebook videos, but. That's the song we've been ending with live. Um, hell, that's a podcast. Yeah, let's do both new songs. Let's do two new songs. Yeah. Um, what sounds better to you? Take me back, or move on. Um. Well, we're talking about the internet today, so maybe move on because Perfect. it has something to do with uh, the times changing. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. I, I'm I'm sitting As, here trying to. Search it's, for reasons. In our, in our community, um, uh, being upset and being depressed, the only thing that you can do is lean on your community, and together we move on. All right. I love it, dude. I love it. I love your message today. Um, so I'm, I'm Stuart, and uh, this is James. James Reed. We're going to check out. All right. right on, Thanks, guys. everybody. Much love. Thank you. <laughs>